1: Brian, defensively, I know we want to spend a lot more time on offense because that's been the main issue yeah. over the last few weeks for Notre Dame. Well, Brian, you know what would I mean? you
2: say that even with the issues on defense, the defense for most of that game did what they needed to do to give you a chance
1: to win? I, I think the defense actually played uh, pretty well for the first half and then the second yeah. half, honestly, like probably midway through the third into late third quarter, they were like – dang, dude, Like we're not getting any help here. And then he just got gassed. (laughs) Like He just got gassed. I mean, that's really what happened. I don't think the defense played poorly against Louisville for the most part. I think it played pretty well. But unfortunately, we always hear about complimentary football. The offense did not complement the defense during that football game at all. And we're not able to – because for the while, defense kept you in that football game. They kept you in the football game for a long time. The defense ran out of gas. That's where it came down to. So – uh, yeah, I would say that the defense has played very well for the most part this year, and I do not—I definitely don't have much blame for them in that Louisville game at all for like not—not not the loss at hand. So, um, but there are, as always, things that need to still improve. Right? It's not a perfect defense by any stretch, and there's things that we've been harping on for the entirety of the year, and I think that a few of those things have just kind of continued to kind of rear their ugly head at times, and especially obviously against Louisville. I mean, Brian, my biggest thing for Louisville was just they created some explosive plays, but it wasn't the explosive plays that I thought they were like they had potential to be, right? It's like Jawar Jordan breaks a 60 yarder almost every game, right? But then he'll, you know, just kind of structurally be solid for the most part, right? He was just. Gashing you at will in the second, second half, half. Down, yeah. half. Yeah, down the stretch. I mean, they were just yeah. creating big plays and big plays. And this defense is one that structure, I think, needs to not allow a lot of big plays because it's yeah. not like – it's just not a team that's – I I think defensively that's been like the main thing for Al Golden, in my opinion, is that we don't want to let up a lot of big plays, right? We want to be aggressive with our with our second level, but we don't want to let up a lot of explosives. And I think that that's one thing that you need to be able to limit, especially against right. USC. Big time.
2: I mean, Ryan, yeah. Louisville exact was exactly what you kind of said they were. When they yeah. weren't creating big plays in the first half and early second, they did nothing. And then the whole thing broke open on that last that first touchdown drive of the second half. Where it was basically like what, like a three play drive? It was like two big plays. And that's kind of when the the wheels came off a little bit because I felt the offense panicked. The defense didn't panic at that time, the defense kept making stops but I felt at that moment that's when the offense panicked when Louisville had the touchdown, the offense kind of like freaked out, like, Oh gosh, we're down a touchdown. Let's panic. You know what I mean? And it's just like, no, just go do what you do. And then they get the stupid penalty and all that other kind of stuff. But, you know, they just eventually wore down in the second half, but, but even, but just the last few weeks, it's when teams get going offensively, it's big plays and USC is a very dynamic big play offense when you can when you when you look at what we consider big plays as far as when at least when I do when I when I do my my sort of my stacking up evaluations Ryan it's it's plays of 30 yards or more in the pass game and run game but really when you get more technical it's runs of 20 and yep. and passes of 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 30 or more and when you look at USC nobody in the country has more plays of 10 yards or more than USC they're yeah. second in, in college football in plays of 20 yards or more. This is just total scrimmage plays. Uh they're they're down a little bit more. They're actually tied with Notre Dame, uh, when it comes to plays of 30 yards or more. And and they're uh fifth, tied for fifth in plays of 40 yards or more. And and they've had six plays on the season of sixty yards or more, four or fifty yards or more, four plays of seventy yards or more. Right, so they're they're tied for number two in that regard. So, like, there's this really weird, like, 30 to 39 thing, which USC just doesn't do a lot of 30 to 39s. They're like, ah, screw 35, we're going for 40, you know, or we're going for 70. But to your point, they're a big play offense. And here's the thing, you can shut them down, shut them down, shut them down, shut them down, 40. You know, shut them down, shut them down, shut them down, 70. And that's, that's the thing that makes them very dangerous, is you can dominate three out of four plays, and then that fifth play or that fourth play that you don't, it's a 50 yard gain it's a 60 yard gain yeah and it's five or six different guys that can do it yes and and that's also what adds to some of the the danger is like man we were shutting their pass game down and all of a sudden austin jones gashes us for 40 like last year or marshawn lynch goes for marshawn lynch marshawn lloyd goes for like 30 for you know what i mean it's just like it's just
1: um Mar- Marshawn Lynch is probably as slow as Marshawn Lloyd is right now. Yes, right now, right now. Down. Retired yeah. as yes. long as he has. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Something yes. 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 I that the chat said that this is the best running back no is going to face this year and uh, strongly disagree. I, strongly. Did someone say that? Yes. So what said the that? Somebody said that. This is the huh. best running back no will face this year. Didn't
1: they play Trayvon Henderson? They played Trayvon Henderson yeah.
2: earlier this year. Did they yeah. not?
1: I, I would actually probably yeah. take the kid from Louisville over Marshawn Lloyd, but that's yeah. just my opinion. I don't know.
2: I but, don't yeah. disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um you know, his numbers are good, but he's kind of basically doing what what um, what Audric estimate did. It's just early in the year. It's just a bunch of big plays. I mean, he's averaging seven point eight yards per play. He's got one game of over 90 yards rushing, and that was against Arizona State, who is pretty terrible.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
2: This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot Irish. But we'll see. I mean, but again, if, if you don't it, – it's like last year. If you don't respect the run game, they're going to burn you with it. That's the that's the thing, right? Like, Notre Dame did not respect USC's run game last year. And what was the best thing USC had going against Notre Dame last year? It was two things. It was Caleb Williams doing some Superman stuff. But the yeah. one thing they did from start to finish, they ran the ball well on Notre Dame. Austin Jones Austin ran the ball well yep. on Notre Dame last year. And it was like from jump, like, uh-oh, Notre Dame's yeah. completely playing the pass. Like, this is the need to defensively. Hey, if we did something – if we're doing something this game that we did last year, scrap it. Because last year's game plan was terrible. And uh, you, you, like you said, though, they've the, the big play problem, and it's not just last week. Because, like, you know what you can do, Ryan, as analysts and as fans, is when something happens once or twice, you can kind of overreact to it, right? Like if last week is the first week that Notre Dame gave up some big plays, you're like, dude, that's one of the best big play offenses in college football. We talked about it all week. They got some big plays, and it is what it is. But it happened against Duke. It happened against Ohio State. I mean, if you just limit the one big run from Travion Henderson, that's Notre Dame wins, right? You can't let you, you can't give up a third nineteen conversion. I mean, they didn't have a lot of big plays in that game, but they had money big plays, and that's the stuff that Notre Dame's got to limit. And and you're playing, you're playing for the second straight game an offense that that feasts on big plays, and you got to have a way to stop it.
1: Yeah, you got to man, you really do. I mean that that uh, it is because that's the perfect one to kind of get us ready for the USC preview. Is that that team is? I, I I know Caleb Williams coming into the game was averaging like fifteen yards per completion or something like that, or per attempt. Like it was some ridiculous number like that, man. Like it was just it was something so high that I was just kind of watching. I'm just like that doesn't even make any yeah. logical sense. The, the like
2: offense as a whole, Ryan, is averaging fourteen point nine yards per completion and um and that's that's or 14.8 but that's obviously yep. with with the including the backup quarterbacks yes so yeah <laughs> if you look at Caleb Williams number he's got 1808 yards in the season on 119 completions that's 15.2 yards per completion 22 10.9 per attempt 22 touchdowns one interception
1: it's pretty good on the season. his numbers are better this time last year than uh, this year than it was this time last year when he won the Heisman yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, because he, so he only had ahead.
2: he only had one pick through it this time last year. But uh, I'm looking at it like he had see eight, nine, twelve, fourteen touchdown passing touchdowns. Eight, yep. nine, twelve, fourteen through six games. He had fourteen touchdown passes. He's got twenty two now. He had three rushing touchdowns last year. He's got six now through. Six, we're talking mm-hmm. about through six games, right? uh last year you know this year his lowest yardage total is 200 uh 205 actually from last week was his lowest uh last year through 6 games he had two games of sub 190 and another yep. game of only 249 right so much more productive but he also what he doesn't have Ryan is he doesn't have like that one 470 yard game that pads the stats yeah, or that 500 yard that. game against Nevada or Stanford that pads the stats Yep. You know, his highest output is 403. His next is 322. And then it's three. So it's, it's there's just been more consistency from him this year. Yep. And and didn't even play and, and last week was by far his worst game of the year. And 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 he but he did what he needed to do to win. He only threw he only threw one touchdown pass, but he ran for two. Or ran for three, excuse me, last week.
1: The the the, the challenge of Caleb Williams is that even when he's not playing his best game there's still magic to him. And we saw that as Notre Dame fans. We saw that last year, right? I mean, how many times did Kayla Williams break out of the pocket, break a tackle, and throw on the run for a first down on a big third down conversion? Kayla Williams didn't throw for a million yards against Notre Dame last year. It wasn't even that impressive of a stat line, but he made the big plays when it mattered most. He made those back-breaking third down plays for conversions. And I think that leads into the next point perfectly, Brian, is that last year, you had opportunities to get Caleb Williams on the ground from the edge position. You had chances. I mean, there were several missed tackles last year from just the edge spot in general, defensive ends. You need to do a much better job. And this is a overarching thing that you need to get better on. But also it is very, very useful for the USC breakdown is that when Notre Dame gets opportunities from their edge positions, we're talking about Jordan Botello, Javante Jean-Baptiste, Joshua Burnham, Junior Toilamaka, all those guys. When you get a chance to get Caleb Williams on the ground, you need to get him on the ground. You need to be mm-hmm. much more consistent because that last week against Louisville, they let them get the edge way too consistently. Man, it was weird. It was the because we- that actually hadn't been too much of an issue leading up to the game, but the edge spot I just th- thought did not play incredibly well against Louisville. Really? And that Louisville needs to be Louisville that Louisville needs to be a spot that improves drastically against USC in both both the run and pass game.
3: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
2: If your edge, that last point, especially Ryan, was on point. If your edge does not play well against USC, they will run for 180 and throw for 330 at least. Because he'll have all day to throw. They'll gash you at the run. Like, I, I was so disappointed with what we saw. And you say, so, well, you know, you didn't have Patel the first half. It was worse in the second half when he came back. Like, as bad as Junior Alamaka was on a few snaps and, and Josh Burnham had that big miss, they were still better, in my opinion, what Jordan Patel was on Saturday. Like, that was weird and disappointing you just kind of felt like you know he's going to come back and be focused and motivated and he and he just he played he, his he worst looks, game
1: he looks slow in that game too i didn't know what it was he just because looked a step slow ryan
2: us. what you and i had said about him all year was he's you know he's been he hasn't been very good getting after the quarterback but he's been very good against the run yes he was very poor against the run on saturday in my opinion it was worst game of the year for him in my view it, it really was and just overall your your pass rush was just subpar it just was subpar. And, and when your edge is – I mean, the only good pressure that they – the only two good pressures they had from their front on Saturday, their edge players, excuse me, is you had that early pressure from Josh Burnham, but then he misses the quarterback completely. Guy gets outside the pocket, those touchdowns. So I don't really care that you had a pressure on the quarterback. <laughs> and then yeah. Nana had that big sack, which stalled a drive. Like, your best edge rush came from Nana Osafo Mensah.
1: It was Think actually one that. of the better plays I've ever seen him make too, which yeah, is weird. A heck yeah. of a play. I actually <laughs> really thought Nana play.
2: was 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 pretty good on Saturday. To be honest with you, it just he was kind of it. I mean, and he I can't just, be your
1: he can't be your guy. That's yeah. your best edge player. Like it just right. he can't be that guy. He's a he is what we wish DJ Brown would be for the safety position. He is your rotational player that is dependable. That's what we need yep. on Nana offense to be. Yep.
2: Yep. And, and I thought the interior guys played well again. I thought that was one of Riley Mills' best run games, for the most part. He was productive on the ball. You know, they 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 were double teaming Howard Cross the entire game, which is partly why <laughs> Riley was able to have the success he had. Um, yeah. But your edge players just simply put weren't good enough, Ryan. They weren't. Because yeah. where where did USC get their big gains? It was on the edge. It was off tackle stuff. It was sealing inside. It was kicking out your linebackers on 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 outside pressures. And getting up inside, outside of them, that was where most of the yep. big plays came early, yep. and and so your edge players, this is the word, this is the week you can, this is last week was the second game where the there's three games where if your edge players don't play well, you're screwed. Ohio State yep. was one, and I thought they played pretty well, especially you know Devontae John Baptiste was excellent, Patejo was really good in the run. Uh, the other is Louisville. And they play poorly and it got and hurt you. And then this is the third. And this is the one, this is at the top of the list. Where yep. if your edge players don't play well against the run and pass, you're in big trouble. And that's, and they've just been so inconsistent, Ryan. It's just, it's just, yep. um, it's been frustrating. And then that's three is easy one. It's they got to tackle better. This, this, this team will kill you if they, it, and it's, it's, it's Caleb it's Williams, gold. it's, it's Marshawn yeah. Lloyd because he is, he's slow, but he's physical. He he right. has good
1: contact balance. He will break yeah. a lot of tackles. He'll get second effort. And yeah. then in the passing game, guys like Taj Washington and Zachariah Branch and those types of dudes, if you miss a tackle, lightning in a bomb. Rice. Mario I Williams. Mean, like, if, yeah. if
2: Brendan Rice is running an in cut and you take a bad angle to him, he he's not a burner run. compared to the other guys, but but he'll make yeah. a play. I mean, it, yeah. this is a, a good there's no there's no star for USC's pass game right now. Now Zachariah Branch will be he will be <laughs> and, and you know, you got to make sure this won't be your break. I can get a little banged up. I don't think he played against Colorado. He's you know a lot of his big plays have come in the 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 um you know the return game. Like he's a dynamic player, but when when you look at his numbers, he's only got 13 catch. He's only averaging 13.7 yards per catch so far in the season. It's he, he he's got as many special teams touchdowns as he does off he he will be a star, but so far yeah. he has not been that guy on offense, but you got to make sure this isn't his breakout game. Right. right. That, that's could, the key. Because it
1: can be if you allow exactly. it to be. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And
2: that's what makes this unit so dangerous, Ryan, to be honest with you. It's just that if you can compl- if you completely shut down and the other kid from Arizona, has he done anything?
1: Dorian Singer? You- nah, he's just been a role player for them. Yeah. He's not that good. I'm guy. looking at it now. Yeah.
2: He's number six on their team in receiving yards, and he's fifth on their team in receiving in, in receptions. Yep. Like he's closer in receptions to Lake McRae than he is Mario Williams or Brendan Rice or Taj, Taj Washington. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and and the two freshmen so far have not been like, they haven't had like that breakout. Okay. But they've just been good players so far. Um, I haven't seen much of Deuce lately. He did most of his stuff early. I haven't seen much of Deuce Robinson in recent games. I don't know if he's hurt or not. Yep. But there, there there's just a lot of different weapons, Ryan. Like I could see you the, the point I was making is is I could see them shutting down Taj Washington and shutting down Brendan Rice, and then all of a sudden Mario Williams makes two huge plays. Or Zachary yep. Branch or this is the breakout game for Dorian Hudson or or Dorian Singer. And that's that's the key. And that's why you just you you've got to be assignment correct. But you've got to tackle. Yep. I don't have a lot of optimism that they're gonna get way better at it all of a sudden, but you just gotta you just gotta make the plays that are there, man. And um And, uh, and this kind of leads into my last point, Ryan. against in the two of the last three games, my, my question for you is it's, it's the same thing on offense. The playmakers got to step up and make plays, but on defense, who are the stoppers when you need a stop, when the game is on the line and your offense is, you know, finally get some momentum and you got a chance to create some distance from USC or, you've got to make a stop to cr- make sure USC doesn't create distance from you so your offense can get on track you know you get into the late in the game if it's a if it's a if it's a two score or less game in the fourth quarter i'm nervous because yeah. of who they have a quarterback like the sure. only way i go into the fourth quarter feeling any way at all safe is if it's like a 20 point game or more and you've got the ball to start the fourth quarter right that's just that's just who you that's cuz of who you have a quarterback yeah. But who makes the stops in those moments, right? And and we've talked about this. The best teams Notre name has had, 2015, you knew one of three guys was going to step. You just knew, don't know when, don't know how, but either Jalen Smith, Sheldon Day, or Kavari Russell are going to step up and, and make a play in this game. You just knew it, right? And then in 2018, it was like either Drew Tranquil or Tavon Coney or Alohi Gilman or Jalen Elliott or Khalid Kareem is going to step up when the game is on the line tonight, and, and I say Khalid over Tillery or Aquara because Khalid was the most money. He was the guy that made the big sack in the fourth quarter against Pitt. He was the guy that made the big sack in the second half against Michigan, and, and that helped you lock that game away. He was a money player. You had those guys, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa and 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 Dalen Hayes were that guy in twenty twenty during the regular season, they were the ones that made the big plays. It was, it was a Wusu Koromoa that made the, got beat on it. You remember that play where he got beat on a slant route by um, uh, the slot that they had, um, Amani Rogers. And so what does Jeremiah do? Catches him from behind, knocks the ball out. Notre Dame gets the football. Right. right? And then fourth, over time steps up and makes the big sack. Got Adi Takumba steps up and makes the big sack. You had stoppers. When you needed a play, they stepped up. Howard Cross was that guy against Duke. Him and Riley were those guys against Duke. But for the most of the season, who who was it against Ohio State? DJ had a chance. Yeah, um, Ramon Henderson had a chance. Benjamin Morrison had a chance to get an interception at one point. And nobody stepped up and made that play. Yep. Nobody stepped up and made that play. Cam Hart tried, but you needed it again in the second half, and they just couldn't make those stops and they needed to make those stops. I don't want to put that too much on the defense because after a while, it's like how many times are you going to give them the ball in, in, their ter- in our territory? But, again, this game, Ryan, you cannot win this game. You cannot have the the finish that you need to have if a couple guys, and ideally it's one guy on each level that steps up and says, when we need to play, I got this. And that more than anything is, to me, the thing that's missing from this football team is they just don't have those guys when the game is on the line, on offense or defense, that say, enough, I got this. We saw it against Duke, but that's been sort of the exception, not the rule, so far in these three big games they've had.
1: I mean, I think there's potential for a couple of those guys to be that guy, but, I mean, yes, up until this point, can't really know who that is. I mean, Howard Cross, I feel like, could be that guy, but, you know, outside of the Duke game, I mean, has he been that playmaker? Like, he's just more been... A really good football player, which nothing wrong with that. You need really good football players, obviously. Benjamin Morrison could be that guy, especially in coverage. But I mean, uh, the run game counts as making a play too, right? And he's been pretty awful the last two weeks yep. tackling the football. Camar could be that guy, but he, you know, he made a one great play in, in obviously in Louisville with the forced fumble and the fumble recovery. But he also hasn't made a ton of plays on the football so far this year. So will he make a big play when it matters most in that capacity? Xavier Watts maybe could be that guy at times. I mean, we'll see, man, because I I think your point is very valid, Brian. I would say that this defense has just been pretty solid to good for the most part in most spots, you know, throughout this year. But have they had that guy that's necessarily a game changer, a guy that is going to make that big-time play? I don't think they necessarily have, right? I I really don't. I mean, I think they've more just been good. They've been a good unit, you know? Like, everyone's just... Howard Cross has been really good, and Bradley Mills has been really good, and the corners have been good, and Xavier Watts, for the most part, has been good, and like and Maris Leithout, for the most part, has been pretty good. And you know, it just, but no, I wouldn't say there's a playmaker necessarily in the absolute of that word. You know, there's a guy at times that could be that guy, but is there a guy week to week? No, I don't think there is, unfortunately. Yeah, and you're gonna need that against USC, Ryan,
2: because you know they have a guy. That will make yep. plays when the game is on the line. Yes, they do. And, they and you've got do. to be able to counter it, right? Yep. So we'll find that out. But it, it, And I'll tell you this, too. We, we didn't have this on the sheet, Ryan, but I just want to say this before we transition to USC. Yep. We need that to see on special teams, too. And I'm hoping that what we saw on Saturday against Louisville was a bit of a um, – Beginning of of Spencer Schrader calming down and just being more consistent. I nailed two fifty plus yard field goals, was, right? It's like the it
1: best game of the year it, by yeah. far. Yeah. And
2: and kicked the ball out of bounds, kicked it where he needed him. You know, he had yeah. he was good. It's like, okay, build Start on good. that and be, be as good from 34 and 44 as you are from 54, and we'll be good. But yep. again, the kick return stunk. Yes. You know, the, the, the punt team was inconsistent, the punt return unit was inconsistent. It's just that They've had such a big – because they're as bad as they were last year in areas where Brian Mason's units weren't as good, if they're not worse, and they're not good in the areas where Brian Mason's unit was good last year. Yep. And um, you know, I, I'm going to give Bryce McPherson a little bit of a pass for not being great because he wasn't bad. He just wasn't great. Like, he yeah. kind of had been all years a punter, really. I mean, he'd been he's, really good all year. He came
1: into the game averaging over 45 yards a punt. Yeah. Like he was very good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and like I said, he wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Just for him, he wasn't as good as he'd been. I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass on that as a redshirt freshman. You know what I mean, Ryan? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, he's still averaging 44.7. Still good? Yeah, yeah, still good. But um, just still A really overall, good number this-
1: for a redshirt freshman, honestly. Yeah, but, yeah. oh, yeah.
2: Uh, the special and a guy who was hurt as a it's like not like it wasn't like last year he was healthy and getting better and learning under john sod he was injured a lot of last year so he missed some development time he's been good but the return you have too many dynamic players to to have a bad return unit you just
1: yeah agree
2: and and whether that's finding someone other than chris tyree like i think chris can be dynamic when he catches the ball the two times he's actually returned it it's been kind of impressive but he's just not consistent yep. like fielding it properly You know, and you wonder, does he have the range to kind of get to the ball? Maybe it's a change there. Maybe you just let Chris Tyree just focus on being a wide receiver. I'm actually not opposed to that, to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind seeing a Jeremiah Love or Jadarian Price back there. Um, I love Devin Ford as a blocker. Um, I thought for a second there that Notre Dame was moving him to the lead kick returner spot, but that actually was a savvy move. If you notice, like, the beginning of the game, they had Jadarian Price as your deep guy, and you had uh, Devin Ford as your up guy. Your secondary returner, and they kept kicking it to Ford, and so then Jadarian would Jadarian would have to kind of go to the middle to get to the second one. Well, in the third one, they flipped them. Yeah, and Louisville kicked it right to Jadarian Jadarian, and I think that. And then on one of them, he actually finally had some room to run, and he he got out past the thirty. So, to me, yeah. you, you need you need to start getting a little bit more out of your kick return unit than they have, and the blocking has been subpar. Like there's a couple free really runners bad, on yeah. every time, Ryan, and that's yep. That's got to get better. So the special teams have uh, have, and this is a great game to have that breakout, right? I mean, we saw special teams play a big role in the 2015 game. If you remember, um, I think it was uh, Equineme St. Brown blocked the punt, Mm -hmm. and Amir Carlisle scooped it and scooped and scored. I believe is how it went. It was that, or it was the other way. It might have been Amir that blocked it and Equineme scooped it. But I think um, Equinemius – I think
1: Equinemius blocked it. I think. And then Amir, I
2: thought I think Amir returned it. Let me just, you know how it is, Ryan. I think of that and I'm like, well, man. Let me make sure I'm correct on that.
1: I'm almost positive that he that it was Equanimius that blocked it. I, I'm pretty sure he blocked
2: it. Yeah, but I'm I'm I, th- I thought someone else scored, and I thought Amir scored, but now I'm having a yes, Amir Carlisle five yard five yard return of a blocked punt. So yes, yeah, it was Equinemius that blocked it, and Amir that scooped and scored on it, and that was a big moment in the game too. I mean, yeah. th- those things matter. It was a ten point win that mattered, and that helped Notre Dame jump out to a you know, to a lead in that game that put them up 21, 10. And then USC eventually came back and tied it and then took a lead. And then Notre Dame went back in that and then, um and put the game away on a Justin Yoon field goal. Talk about a guy that you, people ask, if you could have anyone back on this football team, who would it be? And my answer is like, Justin Yoon. With all due respect to the 50 something yarders, I'd rather yeah. be really good from fi- under 50, like and make all of those
1: like Justin Yoon was. <laughs> You know, like what oh, what's uh likes, what's Trader's new name? And they call him like Rocket Leg or something yeah. like that. That was his new nickname. So I'd rather yeah. have a kicker whose name is Mr. Amen. Consistency. Hey, you, hey you can call him whatever he wants after he goes two for two on his field goals last yeah. week. So I'm good with it for now, yeah. man. I'm good with it for now. Yeah, for sure. was, and,
2: and they were impressive kicks. I mean, they weren't ah. like
1: I think it was the oh, first was really one, dude.
2: He killed that thing. I was like, Sheesh. Now, I couldn't tell if it went in or not from the angle we were in the press box. Yeah, But you could just tell yeah. by the way the LSU, the Louisville crowd was reacting. But I'm like, he, he kicked the crap out of that
1: one. Yeah, oh, that, that would have been good from 65 yeah. maybe. Like it was – he killed it. Yeah, he absolutely he killed it. Yes, yes. He was like halfway up the net on a 54-yarder. It was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh.
2: So that's Gosh. it for the uh, offense and defensive breakdowns. Um, before we yeah. head over to the USC preview, folks, if you could do us a solid, we would greatly appreciate it. If you could hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. If you are have not done so, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review and a quick message as to why you uh, you love Irish Breakdown. We certainly appreciate those, and it helps uh, continue to get us spread out more and more and more. And, of course, Ryan, sign up for the message board at boards.hoursbreakdown.com.